Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. Welcome. I, listen, I, I tease this. I don't want to drag it out. I want to get right to this. I think it's very important that you hear this. Um, I'm. If you know who Sam Harris is... He's a philosopher, and he is one of the most ardent, militant atheists in the United States and around the world. He is uh, known for being, what is it, one of the four horsemen of atheism along with Chris Hitchens and Sam, um, who else? Uh, is it Richard Dawkins? and a couple others. He is, well, he's of the left. He's got some weirdly spiritualistic views for an atheist, but he's a highly respected philosopher of the left. And he's being interviewed by a group of people. And, and one of the things you should know about um, Harris to a degree is that, well, he, he has some very science-based views, if you will. Um, and so he's been accused by some of being on the alt-right because of some of his views. He's not on the alt-right. He very much is a progressive um, but there are people on the right who have dabbled with him in their ideas. Uh, he is supposedly one of the intellectual members of the intellectual dark web, the Joe Rogan, uh, Brett Weinstein, Jordan Peterson group. Um, but he's of the left. He supported Andrew Yang. Um, he supported Hillary Clinton. He hates Donald Trump. And I want you to listen to this audio. You need to listen to this. It's maybe the only thing you need to hear today. Listen. I mean, Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared, right? It's like, it's, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not, it's like, it's not Joe Biden. But even if Joe, like, even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like, if, you, if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and, and, understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right, or China. It is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like, it's like, it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like, there's just, it doesn't, even, it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University as a story is worse than anything that could be in, in Hunter Biden's laptop, in my view, right? Now that's not that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the you know the New York Post's Twitter account like that that's a, just a conspiracy that's a left-wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely it was. Absolutely, right? But I think it was warranted. Right. And I'm and again, it's a coin toss as to whether or not Sam, I'm sorry, that particular piece. I'm, I'm is, really yeah. sorry. I, I was the one that said we should move yeah, on. Yeah. But you've just oh, said yeah. something I really struggle with, there, which is I'm interested yeah. in democracy. You're saying you are content with a left wing conspiracy to prevent somebody being democratically reelected as president. 
Well, no, I'm, I'm content. Well, so it's, but the thing is, it's just not left wing, right? So Liz Cheney is not left wing, right? Liz Cheney is doing everything in her power. You're conspiracy to prevent somebody no, being democratic. It's not like a, no, but there's nothing, conspiracy, it's not, it, it was a conspiracy out in the open. It does, but it doesn't matter if it was, a, it doesn't matter what part's conspiracy, what part's out in the open. I mean, I think it's like, if people get together and talk and talk about what should we do with, about this phenomenon, you know, if, if it's like if there, if there was an asteroid hurtling toward Earth and and we got in a room together with all of our friends and had a conversation about what we could do to deflect its course. Right. Is that a conspiracy? I hope you digested that. That it was a conspiracy. It wasn't a left-wing conspiracy. Actually, the, the Hunter Biden cover-up, the censoring of the New York Post, yeah, that was on the left. Liz Cheney did not want that. So that's an atheist, Sam Harris, deeply influential among left-wing thinkers. Sam Harris is a deeply influential thinker on the left. And he's saying openly what a lot of people, even in the media, think. That, okay, it's a conspiracy. So what? A conspiracy to stop Donald Trump from getting elected. A conspiracy to undermine democracy, to save democracy, is acceptable. According to Sam Harris, this well-regarded philosopher of the left, it didn't matter what was on Hunter Biden's laptop. Nothing could be worse than in what Donald Trump was doing. Never mind the prostitutes, the crack, the trading on his dad's influence to get business in China, Ukraine, and the like. Nope, nope, nothing was as bad as Trump. Trump is so bad, it's worth it to concoct a conspiracy to subvert the First Amendment, to cover up the Hunter Biden stuff, so no one can hear about it until after the election in order to stop Trump from becoming president. He said it. It's out in the open. Now, it's not just him. I read you this tweet the other day from Edward Luce. Edward Luce was the Washington bureau chief of the Financial Times. He's now a... A columnist there and also one of the associate editors. And he said, I've covered extremism and violent ideologies around the world over my career, have never come across a political force more nihilistic, dangerous, and contemptible than today's Republicans. Nothing close. General Michael Hayden, who was in charge of the CIA, has replied and said, I agree, and I was the CIA director. What he is suggesting, of course, by saying I was the CIA director, is that the Republican Party is more dangerous and contemptible than the communist Chinese. That the Republicans are more dangerous and contemptible than ISIS and Al-Qaeda and Iran. They really do hate us. They really do hate us. When you have an intellectual weight on the left like Sam Harris saying a conspiracy to subvert democracy in order to save democracy is fine. When you have the former head of the CIA who, by the way, said the Hunter Biden 
uh, laptop story was Russian disinformation. He put his name on that letter. And he says the Republicans are a more dangerous and contemptible political force than anything else on the planet. When you have the associate editor of the Financial Times say that as well, you really do get a sense that these people really do hate you. It's not that they disagree with you. I have for a very long time cautioned a lot of people that the other side are your political opponents. They're not your enemy. But these people really do believe you are the enemy. I don't think they are the enemy. But they clearly now have the potential to become an enemy of democracy, don't they? Because here's the thing. If you really do believe that the Republicans are a, quote, political force more nihilistic, dangerous, and contemptible than any other political force on the planet, you will do anything to keep them from power, won't you? This is where we were, are headed, and this is why this is so dangerous, because you now have people on the left openly saying Upending democracy to protect democracy is fine. You now have people on the left saying Republicans are worse than anything else on the planet. From the Taliban to Al-Qaeda to ISIS to Iran to the communist Chinese who are running concentration camps in their own country, the Republicans are worse. We have members of the press openly saying that. We have a real problem. We've got a real problem. And you can understand why people on the right are rapidly moving towards their own authoritarian. I mean, because listen, if you've got these people openly now saying we've got to essentially stop democracy to protect it, they're the authoritarians. They're the authoritarians. They're the ones who are openly now saying a conspiracy to stop someone is worth it to save democracy. Uh, advancing a bunch of lies, all the people, oh, misinformation, disinformation, it's bad. The people who are willing to say, let's concoct a conspiracy of things that are not true in order to stop someone we don't like from taking power. You're undermining the very integrity of the system and you're happy about it. You've justified it. When you have no God and you are accountable to no king in heaven, it becomes very easy for the ends to justify the means. It becomes very easy indeed for the ends to justify the means. And that's what's happening here with these people on the left. Now, I got to tell you something some of you are not going to like to hear. Turnabout is not okay. Do to them what you want them to do to you. Beat them fair and square. And that's possible, beating them fair and square. Now, they'll never accept it, and it'll infuriate them privately. And that's what actually makes it even more fun. Go beat them fair and square. If you beat the left fair and square, then suddenly they have to realize that, oh, my gosh, a majority of people in the United States actually agree with these people who I hate. And then they start to get even more mad. And then they start to lash out even more inexplicably. And then even more of the nation turns on them. Beat them fair and square. And it essentially, like, uh, 
the proverb say? Uh, doing something kind to someone who hates you pours heaping ashes and coals on them. You beat them fair and square. Don't play their game. Don't you engage in the conspiracies. Don't you engage in the willful distortions. Don't you engage in the efforts to undermine democracy to save democracy like they say they want to do. And you beat them fair and square through the democratic processes and they see that a majority of the country actually agrees with us. That's going to be profoundly morally destabilizing to them. It's going to break them further. And as they get more unhinged because of it, that draws even more people to us. Look at all of the white progressives who are fleeing the GOP headed to the Democratic Party. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And the opposite reaction is that Hispanic and black people do not want to be in the Democratic Party with a bunch of rich white progressive atheists. They're looking at these people, the most obnoxious people on the planet are rich white progressive atheists. Have you ever met one of these people? I'm trying not to call them Karen. I'm trying. Karen out there, don't send me hate mail. I'm trying not to do it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. These are some of the most obnoxious people on busy bodies on, on planet Earth. And black and Hispanic people, they want nothing to do with these people in the Democratic Party. They're moving to the GOP. Did you know that in Miami, Florida, the generic ballot disposition went from 35% Democrat in 2010 to 9% Democrat in 2020? From 30 to 9, from usually 35 to 9. Why? Because rich white people have moved to Florida from New York City. The natives are like, my gosh, that's what the Democratic Party is? Trump was right. And they've started voting Republican. You got a bunch of people who hate your guts. Beat them fair and square, they'll hate you even more. And then they'll start lashing out on all the other people they've claimed to like. And those people will finally see what bigots and racists they really are. And the Democratic Party will collapse in on itself, not because we cheated, but because they could not overcome their hate for their fellow countrymen. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, don't forget, text the word DATA to 33777. Now, you will note, I didn't send out a show notes email today. So, my kids. <laughs> oh, my kids. You know, I have the standing rule at my house. Please, if we're out of milk, just tell me and I'll go get milk. If it's 11 o'clock at night, I'll go get milk. So you have it in the morning. So I have it for my coffee. No, 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 they couldn't tell me today. And right before the show, I decided I needed some coffee. Of course, there's no milk. So I had to go to the grocery store and in the process managed to forget to finish up the show notes and send out the email since Philip was off today, had to do it myself and he didn't get done. I guess I can't fire Philip this week because he earned his keep. But anyway, I apologize. You will get them tomorrow. Um, not a good day in the Erickson household, just completely discombobulated. All right. That being said, all right, I want to go to Samantha. You're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Samantha, thanks for um, thanks for all you do. We need a pep talk up here in north uh, suburbs of the Atlanta community. All right. We're serving our communities. We're fighting our corner, as you um, suggest and recommend. We're in a very red county. 
We're trying to protect our children and minors from profane and sexually explicit uh, books found in our school libraries. Look at the AJC today showing how a couple of our mothers are filing suit uh, about First Amendment rights being infringed by a Republican Board of Education, silencing parents who want to show and read aloud actual Mm -hmm. profane and sexually explicit materials. We're feeling defeated because... uh, the eight books that we had pulled from the library shelves, they went back on August the 15th. Now with Title IX coming back, coming down with Biden's directive, we're even nervous about our kids transitioning their genders at school. And that directive from him saying, hey, schools, affirm the gender of the child, and you don't even have to tell the parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't believe all this material best represents ma- marginalized and minority groups. No, uh, listen. It, it's I, just feeling like we're trying to boil the ocean. So give us a pep talk. Okay. So you know what? Um, I got about two minutes here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can here, and I may have to do this afterwards. Um, spill this over. So one of the things that you've got to do, please, all of you, is get involved in your local school system and show up. Um. For those of you who don't know what's going on here, Allison Hare uh, went to the Forsyth County School Board and began reading passages from a young adult novel that were fairly explicit. And they're in the public library. And the media and everyone are ridiculing these people for talking about these explicit books and of course the wokes have the media on their side uh the people who want sexual sexually explicit books in their schools have the media on their side uh there are librarians now across the country who are upset that school boards are pulling very sexually explicit books i'm not talking just like they kissed no no In one book in particular that a librarian sneaked back into her school, it was a graphic novel that showed explicit, like, sexual positions and people having sex in the book. And it was targeted towards middle school kids. And they're doing this all over the place. And they're doing it in large part because everybody now makes their decisions based on what riles up the other side. And wanting sexually explicit books riles up the conservatives, and so the left loves them all of a sudden. But, Samantha, stick around. Now, let me spend a little more time on this when we get back. All right. I I, I got to go there, um, I, and I don't want to go there, but I have to before I get to Samantha's point because we're getting um, – it, it's always people of a particular angry demographic. If you can say they hate us and, and they're willing to undermine democracy to save democracy, why can't you accept the election was stolen in 2020? Here's the thing. And I hate to relitigate this with all the ancient people who cling to the prices right and the stolen election theory, but it wasn't stolen. How do I know it wasn't stolen? Because I've examined all the little bits of evidence you keep calling in and complaining about, and there's no there there. And I know you believe there is, and I know you believe there were 2,000 mules, and I know you believe these things, but also you believe a lot of other garbage too. It's just not true. I hate to be belittling. I hate to be snide, but let it go. It wasn't stolen. You just don't like that your guy lost. Is it possible that they could do it? Oh, it's possible, but I haven't seen the evidence. I know you think you've shown me the evidence. 
evidence, but you haven't shown me evidence. You've shown me stuff you want to believe because you're not bright enough to figure out that you're being played. And yes, if I'm sounding snide and I'm sounding belittling, it's because I got nowhere else to go at this point to tell you people, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You saw something on YouTube from someone who tells you what you already think. Leave my call screener alone and leave me alone. The election wasn't stolen. You're just bitter. You're as bitter as the people on the left. And as I have just said, you don't reciprocate in kind by playing it their way. I I just, I got no patience anymore on this. I really don't have any patience anymore on this. If you, to believe that the election, let's just take Georgia, to believe the election was stolen, you must believe that the Republican governor, the Republican lieutenant governor, the Republican secretary of state, the Republican attorney general, the Republicans in charge of all the apparatuses of the state were in league with the Democrats to steal it. Same in Arizona by the way you got to believe all of that and if so well then maybe it was stolen and your candidate is the only one it could be stolen from because he pissed off everybody Um, maybe there was a grand conspiracy of democrats and republicans alike to steal the election and if so guess what he's not going to win again in 2024 so you might as well find someone new it's time to move on grow up people good lord now having gotten that off my chest Oh, and spare me your outrage. Spare me your outrage. And learn to spell when you're going to send me an email as well. If you're going to if you're going to send me the hate mail right now that I'm getting, at least use proper grammar. You're kind of exposing my point here. You're just not bright enough. Sorry, Charlie. You may want to shut down the phones now. I, the, y'all, I got to tell you, there's this unique phenomenon that whenever I explain something that you guys agree with, like playing the, the Sam Harris audio, there is this very small but very vocal and very angry fringe of people who call and cuss out my call screener. Uh, because what about 2020? What about it? What about it? Get back on your oxygen tank. You only have a few more years left. I, I just, I'm, I'm tired of them. I really, I am absolutely tired of them. Um, there are plenty of other shows for them to listen to. Um, they won't get smart, but they clearly don't want to. So frustrating. I hate it when people call and cuss out my staff. Now, to Samantha's issue. I want to talk about Samantha. This is a real frustrating issue for everybody. Uh, particularly on the right these days, because, you know, I I mentioned this yesterday that there is a strain of politics these days where both sides aren't really interested in sound public policy. They are interested in what will piss off the other side. What's going to make the other side mad And if you're willing to make the other side mad, that's the policy they want. So conservatives started complaining about drag queen story hour. So the left decided, you know what we need? We need more drag queen story hour. The right started saying, why are they doing this to our kids? They're going gangbusters on the the whole um, sexual... Uh, transgender stuff for kindergarten through third grade. They're misrepresenting the don't say gay legislation, all of that sort of stuff. Why are they doing this? So, you know, naturally the left decided they needed to fill up libraries with sexually explicit material for underage kids. Now, I will tell you, 
while I am a Christian, as an American, constitutionally, I am structured as a federalist. And as a federalist, I think that you should be able to do what your local area wants. So if you're in San Francisco, California, and you want Drag Queen Story Hour, and you want books on uh, indoctrinating kids and polluting their mind, I, I think it's wrong, but I'm a federalist. you you got to write in your local area to do that. And far be it from me. The problem is that many people on the left think we all have to do that. They have no respect for federalism. So you have in some parts of the country people who are their concerned parents, they're involved in their kids' school, and they're realizing the awful things that are going on in their libraries. I mentioned the other day, there was a, or I mentioned just a little while ago, there was a uh, school in Texas where they found graphic books. What's so interesting here is how much of the media covers these books. And they don't really tell you what's in these books. There was one book that graphically depicted a teenager performing a sex act on another teenager. And it was written as essentially two boys discovering their sexuality together and how it was perfectly fine. And it was in a middle school library. And the media never wanted to actually show you the pictures in the book. They just said some parents complained, but librarians said this book is perfectly age appropriate. Who are we going to believe, the librarians or those whack job parents? It, it's a very bizarre phenomenon as the country goes off the rails. And so parents are fighting back and they're getting maligned by the press. They're getting maligned by the left. They're getting pushback from their community. So Samantha called before the, the I got to the bottom of the hour and said, um, can I... Can you please give us some encouragement here? Yep, I will give you this encouragement, Samantha. You've already won. You don't know it, but you've already won. You've already won because God's on the throne and he wins in the end. But to get across the finish line, you sometimes have to go through some miserable experiences because it doesn't feel like you're winning at times like this. When the media makes you the bad guy and all you're doing is trying to protect the kids and the media makes you the bad guy. Uh, it, it, it makes you feel like you're, you're out of sorts. It makes you feel like, um, the world is against you and the world is against you because the world's against the things of God, but you've already won. What you have to do is not lose faith in your fellow man, not lose faith in God, and not give up hope. You have to be able to persuade the other parents and your numbers will grow. You have to be able to meet relationally the other parents and get them involved. And remember, there are gonna be a lot of people who don't wanna take the time, can't take the time, don't wanna be involved but it doesn't mean they don't care. It doesn't mean they don't um, they, 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 they don't think you're right. They don't have the time or they don't want the attention. Uh, they're not predisposed to be an activist, but they need you there fighting for them. There's a kid somewhere who needs you. So don't lose hope, really don't lose hope. But then there's something else, and this gets to my point, and I, I, gotta, I gotta apologize to my call screener for me yelling at some of you on his behalf because he didn't want me to do it and I did it anyway, but it needed to be said. Um, 
I have had to learn myself. And this is directly for you, Samantha. I have had to learn for myself to stop caring what other people think. To stop caring that people don't like me. To stop caring that the media thinks I'm a bad guy. To stop caring that uh, people think I'm the disruptive, hateful influence. I've had to stop caring about the people who who call it and tell me, well, you'll never be Rush Limbaugh. Because you know what? I'm never going to be Rush Limbaugh. I'm not. I'm going to be Eric Erickson. I'm going to be the best Eric Erickson possible. You be the best Samantha possible. Don't worry about the hate. There will always be hate because you are doing something, putting yourself out there. There will always be people who send me belittling emails to try to get under my skin, to try to criticize me. There are, you know, back in 2016, after I didn't support um, Trump the very first time, the number of people who were applying for my job convinced I was going to be fired. I am literally, literally, I'm not making this up. I am literally the only political talk show host in the country from the right who didn't support Trump in 2016, who still has a job, literally. The only one. I am the only one who will still stand up and criticize him regularly. And my ratings actually went up because people understood. I'm doing what I'm doing out of conviction, not because I'm trying to tell you something. It's what I, I truly believe. And if you truly believe that these books are bad, if you truly believe these books are not age appropriate, then take a stand. It may not be a popular stand, but it's your stand because it's based on your belief. And you should not have to conform your beliefs to other people just because other people bully you. I fully believe that the 2020 election was not stolen. I fully believe it because I was an elections lawyer. I have a basis of knowledge outside listening to other people to tell me because I know how to examine the evidence myself as a former elections lawyer. So I have arrived at where I have questions. I don't believe it was flawless. I do think there were problems, but not what a lot of people think. It wasn't stolen, though. And I have people email me. You should see the emails flowing in right now. You should see the people trying to call in to yell at me who yell at my call screener. You should see the nasty messages they leave on Instagram and on social media. And I just don't care because I know I'm right. And so the bullying and the cajoling and the pressuring and the badgering, it, it doesn't get me down anymore because I know I'm on the right side here. I know what the truth is. And you too know what the truth is. And so sometimes you despair and you feel isolated. Sometimes you feel alone. Sometimes you feel like everybody's out to get you. And sometimes even those around you think, why don't you just give it up? Now, if you've made this the center of your existence, if you've made this like the, the entire center of everything you do, if this is what defines you, then you've made it an idol. And maybe you do need to step back. This activism should not be what defines you. You are a person and a person is a broad multifaceted creature made in the image of God. And if this just one thing defines you, then it's probably become an idol and you may need to give it a pause. But if it's a strong conviction and it's not what defines you, but it is what galvanizes you, it's a mission you think you need to see through, then don't, don't care about what the media says. Don't care about what other people say. Don't care about uh, the, the anger and the belittling that's going to come from people out there because there are a large number of people out there who care passionately about this issue, and I'm one of them. 
And I think what's happening in these schools is inappropriate. And I think in places like Forsyth County, Georgia, where it tends to lean conservative, lean right, uh, they think they can get away with stuff by saying, well, we're a Republican county. We would never do something like this. Cherokee County the same way. You, you still got to take a stand. So there will be good days and there will be bad days, but there will also be a final day. And that'll be credited to you on that day. So don't lose heart. Don't lose faith. Don't get discouraged. Keep it up. Just don't let it become what consumes you at the expense of everything else in life. Now, wasn't expecting to do all of that. I want to take your phone calls as well. We will get into all of these things. But first, I got to talk about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile, it is a Christian conservative cell phone company, undoubtedly about to get some hate phone calls from people who are mad at me. Nonetheless, you should take your business to them. Why? Because they're Christians and conservatives, and they actually want to help the conservative cause. They want to grow the movement. They want to help conservative candidates get elected. They want to help the Second Amendment movement. They want to help the uh, pro-life movement. There's so much out there on the right that needs funding, and a group like Patriot Mobile exists to help, and they help by having you take your business to them. You can call them at uh, 877-972-PATRIOT. No, no, um, Gosh, now my mind is going blank with my call screening number because I've gotten so distracted. 972-PATRIOT is their number, 972-PATRIOT. You can call them and tell them I sent you get free activation. they got 100% U.S.-based customer support. But also you can go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can roll over to them. You can see their detailed coverage map so you know just how good the coverage is going to be in your area. You get guaranteed great service so you don't have to doubt. You can just move over, patriotmobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. I want to go back to the phones. Uh, and you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Hi, Eric. Um, <clears throat> I hope you're well and your family's well. And I'm a longtime listener and just wanted to tell you that I completely agree with everything you were just saying right before the break. I just had, I wanted, I was curious about your thoughts, so uh, where I'm kind of confused. Um, I am a registered independent. Uh, I, I truly lean both ways. But what I don't understand is so Republicans, I guess, are kind of uh, across the board, calling on the DOJ and um, the entity that it feels like that they're already mistrusting because of how the raid went down, how it was orchestrated. Um, and feeling like they're not getting answers and transparency and I'm feeling more mistrustful of that. I don't understand. So if they're already mistrustful of this group and the left in general and, and the uh, federal government, why wouldn't they then ask the person that they do trust in this case many times, which is Donald Trump for him to provide the answers that they're looking for and the transparency that they're looking for Um being that, you know, he knows what's in his safe, I assume. Um, he knows that uh, he knows what kind of back and forth he's had with the National Archives. Um, he, he has a lot of more information based on his own situation. Um, and if he's feeling 
if, if it went his sort of wild claims, you know, that, oh, they planted evidence, uh, declassified evidence, it, it's always like he's making these wild claims. And then when it's his turn, when it's his opportunity, and like he says, well, I, I'll do whatever, you know, it takes to help it bring down the temperature and uh, whatever I can do to help the country. When, when it is given his opportunity to do so, A, I feel like his base doesn't, doesn't um, allow him to take ownership. Like they, they sort of enable him to be able to just keep saying whatever it right. is that he's going to say. And, and then they, and then he also likewise doesn't sort of step up to the plate and say, okay, well, this is wrong. And this is why be, and he, he doesn't explain and, and he doesn't, Okay, and so I've only got about a minute. Um, So I I think I can answer your question here. Uh, One is in the spirit of never letting uh, a crisis go to waste. uh, He's raked in a million dollars almost every day since August 8th in fundraising. Um, So the FBI has actually helped his fundraising. Uh, two, um, on the affidavit, he can't release the affidavit. Uh, he, he's, he's not allowed to. Only the FBI can release the affidavit, and a federal judge has to sign off, so he can't. He could have released the text of the search warrant, but he wanted to put the FBI and the Department of Justice on defense. Whether you or I agree with that, I've got to tell you, I do find it smart politics for him to put them on defense, uh, given what he wants to do out of this. Um, but on the affidavit in particular, he's not allowed to, but here's the other thing. Uh, let's say he were to come out and say, here are the documents that I still had. I don't think they were classified, uh, but the other side uh, does, um, that could actually be a legal violation. Um, if he's announcing these documents and what they were and their contents, even if he doesn't think it is and the other side does, he could get prosecuted for that. So he actually does have some measure of liability damage control he's got to do in this as well. But a lot of it, fundraising, and he's doing quite well fundraising. It's very cynical, but it's true.